I'm excited that you're with me today as we begin another week of <clears throat> studies in God's Word, finding solutions and answers to daily needs that we have. And we're in a series called Choosing to Make the Decisions that Help Us Grow, Choosing to, to Grow and to Advance in Christ and, and what those choices are. And today I want to talk about choosing to be a problem solver. Have you ever seen that greeting card that sums up life as it really is so often? On the front of the card is a very artistic bowl of cherries. When you open the card, it simply says two words, life isn't. You know that, don't you? Nobody has to tell you that life isn't a bowl of cherries. Life is problems. You and I have a choice. We can choose to be a part of the answer, a problem solver, <clears throat> or we can <clears throat> choose to remain a part of the problem. <clears throat> the Bible is a book that deals with problems and solutions to problems. It's a book about problems, lots of problems, and how God enabled men and women to solve them. The basic attitude of Scripture is that our problems are normal and vital and that God can enable us to deal with them. Our current problems are not a surprise to God. They, they may break his heart as they sometimes break ours, but they don't surprise him. As someone said, God never has to say, oops, no, he knows exactly what's going on. I want to talk to you about Moses. He was a great problem solver. He didn't think he could be. He was very insecure and doubted that he could lead the people of Israel and be a great leader. But God enabled him, and God took him in spite of his weaknesses and in spite of his failures, and he became one of the greatest leaders of all time. And let me read from the book of Exodus, chapter 15, beginning at verse 22. Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went to the desert, into the desert of Shur. For three days they traveled in the desert without finding water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink the water because it was bitter. That's why the place is called Marah, meaning bitter. So the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What are we to drink? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water, and the water became fit to drink. There the Lord issued a ruling and an instruction for them and put them to the test. He said, If you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, but for I am the Lord who healed you. Moses was in a predicament. They had gone three days without finding a supply of water. Their water was running out already had, and then they came to this place where there was water, but it was not drinkable water. It was bitter. It would make you sick, and it was poisonous. And so he prayed. He went to the Lord. He, he went to the place you need to go if you're going to be a problem solver to the one who has all the answers, God. And, and God does not always give us an immediate answer. Sometimes it takes time for him to, to, to be ready to give us the answer when we need it, but he will give us direction. And so he gave Moses the direction. He told him to pick up this, this big limb of a tree and put it in the water, and when he did, the water became drinkable. And so I want to talk to you and to me today about choosing to be a problem solver. Now, there's a, there's a basic truth that we have to come to believe with all of our hearts if we're going to do this, and that is problems are inevitable and normal. I used to think when I was young, you know, if I get this problem solved, everything's going to be okay. Well, I would get it solved, and then around the corner there'd be two more, and then I'd get those solved, and then there'd be three more. 
And then there'd be one more. And then there'd be two more. You see, problems are a part of life. You can no more live without breath than you can live without problems. They're going to be there. And Moses realized that. He realized they were going to have to have water in the 17th chapter. He realized they needed water again. And so problems don't go away. They, they will keep coming. But one of the great joys is if you know the Lord and trust him, you can begin to trust him and, and, and get guidance and solve those problems. Now, some people simply some problems simply aggravate us. Other problems hurt us deeply for many years. And so that's what we have to realize. Problems are normal. Problems are inevitable. Your problem may be a blister on your finger, or it could be as serious as an aneurysm in your artery. It could be that you lost your wallet, or it could be that you lost your business. It may be that, you have, that your plans for the day are ruined, or your hope for a lifetime has just been crushed, have just been crushed. But the guarantee is that you and I will have problems. We need to come to the reality that we will and we do and we can face up to that fact. And we need to genuine believe, genuinely believe that it's a, the problems are going to be this every day. They're in all shapes, sizes, forms, varieties, and levels of difficulty. The Bible assumes that we will have problems. It doesn't say if we go through trials. It says when you go through trials. It gives all kinds of examples of problems that people have, big spot, big and small and medium and long-term, short-term. But the Bible just tells us that we're going to have problems. Being a Christian, being a believer in Christ, no way guarantees that life will be easy or, or that we'll always be successful. Being a Christian simply guarantees that we have an inseparable link with the absolute resource, God, who can empower us and enable us in any circumstance. You see, as believers, as I've said, we're not immune to problems. In fact, the Bible teaches that to have faith is to have problems. This contradicts those who today preach a health and wealth gospel, insisting that the more faith we have, the less problems we have. Well, that may be true in some sense, but in, often the opposite is true. You see, Daniel's faith may have gotten him out of the lion's den, but don't forget his faith got him into the lion's den in the first place. You see, from the first book of the Bible until the last, it's filled with examples of how God enabled people to solve problems. People in the Old Testament and New Testament struggled just like we do with problems. Abraham struggled immensely with the thought of having to sacrifice his own son. Moses struggled over 40 years to lead a group of rebellious, ungrateful people through the deserts. To the desert, David's life was was one problem after another. Poor Elijah almost got overwhelmed by his problem. Some, the Apostle Paul is referred to as the greatest Christian who ever lived, but look at what he endured and what he encountered. He was beaten 39 times with a whip. He was beaten three times with rods. He was stoned and left for dead. He was shipwrecked three times. In his own words, he said, in my travels, I have been in constant danger from rivers, from banquets, from my own countrymen, and from pagans. And I face danger in city streets, danger in the desert, danger on the high seas, danger among people who claim to be Christians in art. I have known drudgery, exhaustion, many sleepless nights, hunger and thirst, fasting and cold and exposure. But then he said, apart from all external trials, I have the daily burden and responsibility for all the churches. So Paul says, you know, problems are a part of my life. Yet Paul indicates that he had contentment, and he also indicate, indicated that God enabled him to solve problems. 
The big dream in our society is that if we work hard enough, we will eventually be able to experience a life without limitations or difficulties. It's also one of the biggest sources of friction in our society because it creates disappointment, unnecessary suffering, and missed opportunities to live a full life. Some, sp some people spend their entire life waiting for that which never and can never be. We'll pick that up tomorrow, but just think about your problems today and give them to the Lord.